Good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends. I am so excited. I can't explain to you how much I am enjoying. I am enjoying Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like if you only knew how many people, Melanie, Marie-Pierre, I see around me and every time he speaks about something, I say, oh my God, that's him. Oh my God, that's her. Oh my God, okay. Oh God, yes, yes, yes. Anyways, um, for you joining us for the very first time on the podcast, first of all, I really want to give a shout out to Lise and Matthew who, who truly take the time to welcome everybody on Podbean. You have no idea how much I appreciate it because there's just no time for me to do it. And not only that, even if I would do it, I probably have spelling mistake and doesn't look too good. So thank you guys. <laughs> So today, remember to share the podcast. Today's subject is cynicism. So any, like, let's say you're going to share on your Facebook, say, are you cynic? You have a tendency of thinking everything is gloomy and it's going to be the end of the world. This podcast is for you. Okay. Something like that. Then if there's somebody specific in your life, like husband, ha, okay, who's cynic who, who always thinks the worst out of everything maybe you should tag him I don't know you know so I would use tagging I would use messenger definitely if you're listening on Facebook live on Behold Tupperware Lydia Man, the same thing share but remember you've got to put in the title uh, how, how do I say cynicism in French I'll do it in French anyways that being said, and lastly, I want to share with you how important it is to join the group, the Millionaire of the Diamonds, because in this group, you're going to get the exercises, i.e. example of yesterday of the dream board, because you need, you know, every time we do a podcast, remember, this is a, a self-fulfilling podcast. <laughs> You know, most people have a goal with podcasts to sell conferences, to sell books. I mean, the objective is uh to gain a certain popular popularity like this podcast you have to understand it has nothing to do with putting together a podcast it has to do where i have this goal it's really about i okay so i have this goal that i keep writing in my 100 goals read a book a month read a book a month read a book of self-development a month and it's not happening years and years and years and all of a sudden somebody said to me out of the blue it's not connected the word podcast started investigating. I said, holy Toledo accountability. Like I know that I am accountable. Like if you ask me something, there's one thing I am sure about myself is that I will get it done for you. Like never have any doubt. My father, every time he needs something important out of everybody he knows who has all the time in the world, who do you think he asks me? Cause he knows. Them. Okay. So this is where the podcast was born out of a personal need. I said, if I say out loud, remember Monique, be a megaphone. We're starting a podcast. We're starting a podcast. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. I have no choice. And that's, that's where the podcast began. So if you're listening to us, remember this is raw, this is personal. And then, and then Marie-Pierre, we got a team going because it's fun to give ourselves tag. Now I have to show up every morning. If I don't feel like it, I have no choice because there's Jean-Philippe. Yeah. So again, second accountability. So when you join us, you're here with me, with us to level up because life is hard. There's way too many people around us that, that are leveling down. How do you level up? 
the group Inspiration of the Millionaire at the Diamonds. Use it as a platform like us to uh, give a speech, go do a live, because we're protected. There's nobody that's going to say, oh, you're so dumb. You know how people are can be mean on social media. This is our group, right? If you find a great article, if you find a really good YouTube, uh, uh, it's everybody's podcast. That's what I want to tell you. So today, diving in the subject, rich dad, poor dad. Hey, guys, we're nearly done, eh? We're nearly done, nearly done, okay? Uh, the, the chapter seven, overcoming obstacles. Now, remember the primary difference between rich and people and poor people is poor people don't know how to manage fear. Poor people don't know how to manage obstacles. So he talks about five major obstacles. Fear, we covered it last, last, uh, last Friday, okay? Cynicism, laziness, bad habit, arrogance. Today, we're sticking to the second one, just cynicism. That's it. That's all. Because with COVID, with the war in Ukraine, there's more cynics out there that I have ever seen in my 58 years of life. So we're really going to focus on cynicism. It's an attitude of suspicion where you believe the future is gloomy and that people are acting only out of their self-interest. Yeah, why are they doing this? Because we want to give period. You know, there's still people that exist like that. So an example of, of cynicism for me is you always think the worst and have a hard time seeing the good in anybody. Melanie Miller is going to cover this segment for you. I'm ready to laugh. Be ready to laugh. There's a beautiful story in there. And Marie-Pierre is going to share with us, what can we do if this is us? I know there's a lot of cynic people listening to us right now. What can you do? So take it away, Melanie. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yes. So have you ever met people who um, I would call prophets of doom? Um, you know the type, half glass empty, chicken littles crying out that the sky is falling, the sky is falling. So what is worse about these people than the fact that they're like that is they become self-fulfilling prophecies, which means they endorse their feelings of doom. So they, um, they actually worry about things that might happen. And the more we worry about might th things that might happen, guess what? Things happen. So uh, they go round and round in this circle. In a reality, in reality, there is a little chicken inside of, of us all. And we all have fear and doubt in moments. And that's when there's the difference between the prophets of doom and the people with courage. Comments like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. So-and-so is better than me. And all the what ifs. What if the market collapses after I've invested? What if I can't keep up with my payments? Then we have the really helpful friends around us who say things like, why would you do that? That's never going to work. And basically they're saying to you, who do you think you are? And so we have all of this information coming in on us. Words combined such as these combined with our own doubts means often it's easier to do nothing at all. We fail to move forward. A horrible feeling builds in our stomach, so we decide that we'd rather stay safe 
and let the world happen and not actually be part of it. We call this the noise of the world. We let the noise of others and ourselves drown us out. The noise is created inside our heads and from outside in the world around us. Sometimes the noise is so loud, it actually gets us into action, but doing the wrong things. So for example, in the 1950s, they talked a lot about nuclear uh, possibilities. So guess what? People spent money building shelters, stocking up on food. If they had spent more of their time investing in property or investing in their future, rather than their doom, um, I mean, let's face it, what are those little, shel little shelters going to do against a nuclear attack? Um, it, it, they would be in a much better position today. When a person died from eating raw hamburger in the state of Washington, the state of Arizona decided to make a declaration which said, all, all beef must be well done. Can you imagine how well that went down? And um, when, when uh, there's ever a shooting or anything in the US, rather than focus on removing the problem, the gun sales go up because everybody thinks that they might get attacked. So what about investing? As soon as you think about it, you hear all the prophets of dome predicting failure, that you're wasting your money and you allow fear to creep in when what we need is courage to leave fear behind. Sometimes the seemingly worst times in history are the best times to invest. And Robert tells the story of a friend who came to visit him in Phoenix, who um, decided that he was ready to invest. So they helped him find a property. I can't believe the price of the property was $42,000. So they invested it. This guy bought this property, left town, went back home. And then two weeks later, the real estate guy who dealt with Robert called him and said, oh, your friends pulled out of the deal. So Robert called his friend and said, you know, why have you pulled out of the deal? Oh, well, I was talking to my neighbor. My neighbor said, it's not a good time to invest. And, you know, Phoenix is depressed and you're going to lose your money. So Robert said to him, and is your friend an investor? And he said, no, not an investor. How many times do we listen to people who know nothing about what we're doing? They have all sorts of doom and gloom tales to tell you. And most, uh, you know, we've heard it from people around MLMs. Why would you do that? It's never going to work. Why would you waste your time? I see it stops so many people in their business because what they don't do is take the opportunity and grab it and run with it. They let the naysayers around them influence them. And the classic, when you talk to people about, I think I'd like to invest in, in property. Well, what do you want to do that for? I would never do that. I don't want to spend my time cleaning toilets. Like cleaning toilets? 
What has that got to do with investing property? But that is one of the most common things that people will say. I don't want to invest in property because I don't want to clean toilets. I'm sorry, do you think the rich people of the world, the people that uh, have a lot of uh, properties are going around cleaning toilets, really? It's a, just a mechanism that people use to um, protect themselves from taking a risk. They're not risk takers, they're fear mongers. And as soon as somebody around you says, I don't want, that's a really good clue for you to say, mm, maybe there's an opportunity here. And I was thinking to myself that, you know, the moment people start saying, oh, I don't want to do Tupperware anymore. I'm thinking, mm, I wonder what stock they have in their basement because it's an opportunity. There's an opportunity in every I don't want and you need to be ready to take the opportunities and not to sit back and be part of the I don't want crowd. So as soon as you think, what can I do? You're gonna be in a much, much better position to turn your mind around the opportunities rather than the problems. The, the market at the moment, um, the share market is depressed it's low. I know I have a lot of stocks in the share market, but is this the time I'm going to sell them because I'm scared they're going to lo go lower? Absolutely not. Working on the stock market is a long-term um, um, investment. And in fact, what, what Alan and I are doing at the moment is looking to see what we can buy. Because if you buy things when the market's depressed, that's when your investments are going to increase. And Robert has managed many times in his life to capitalize on other people's doubts like when they doubt whether the petrol price will remain sustained. Well, Robert, with all his money, he was able to invest in an oil company. And of course, now he's laughing because uh, he uh, is, is, um, is getting a lot of return on that. So listen to people focusing on what they do want, on what they are doing, is much more likely to help you. Don't be a chicken little and look for a way out of things because you're scared. Uh, Colonel Sanders was 66. He'd lost his own business. He was living on his welfare check. And he said, I am not doing this anymore. I know I have an amazing recipe that I wanna sell. So what did he do? He went out and he spoke to 1,008 people before the 1,009th person said, I'm interested in your recipe. And we all know that Kentucky Fried Chicken became an amazing success. He went from a welfare check to a multimillionaire in many years. And I love the way uh, Robert finishes this chapter because he says, so when you hear your chicken little, do what Sanders did and fry it. So 
that is the end of my section and uh, I'm going to pass it over now to Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. <laughs> so thank you. And I have to tell you something funny. So yesterday when we read this, this chapter, so I learned that the chicken little is an expression. So I always thought that it comes from the movie from Disney, Chicken Little. <laughs> I didn't know that it was an expression <laughs> before that because I, I watched this movie when I was so little. <laughs> For me, that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't watched it, I just look it up. It's on Disney Plus if you want to look at it. It's a funny film. So I really loved it. <laughs> and Marie-Pierre, in the East End, St. Leonard Italian, we don't say Chicken Little. We say Chicken S-H-I-T. <laughs> That's our expression here. But you see, I didn't pronounce it. I just felt it. C'est bon? Okay. <laughs> Et voilà. So... <laughs> Let's start with how you can be sure that you are not a cynical person because maybe you are now a cynical person because you probably think that being cynical keeps you uh, from getting hurt by other people and situation when they disappoint you by not living up to your expectation. But cynicism is toxic. It robs you from your happiness. And from uh, research, they tell us that people who are more cynical make significantly less money being cynical prevents you from having meaningful relationship or being close to others. Cynical people have a higher risk of stroke and heart ailment. Uh, heart cynics are most, uh, more likely to have dementia and cynics are more prone to depression. So, of course, if now you realize that you are a cynical person, you want to stop <laughs> being cynical. So I found for you 11 tips to stop being cynical. So number one is to admit to yourself that you are a cynical. Just like in the AA meeting, to say, yes, I am an alcoholic is the same thing about being a cynical person. So when you, once you acknowledge this, it will be easier to work on changing your attitude. So once you accept the problem, when you catch yourself being negative, you can acknowledge your pessimistic attitude and then let it pass. So negativity may be so natural embedded into your life that you have forgotten that it doesn't have to be your default frame of mind. So once you begin to notice your thoughts, you will find that you have more control over your attitude than you think you do. Number two is to embrace positivity. So you can fake it until you make it. So try to be a little more enthusiastic about other people and situation, whether those feelings are genuine or fake. So try to be interested in what other people have to offer or say. And doing so will help you realize that everyone you meet knows something that you don't know and can benefit you in some way, even if it's small. Number three is to practice gratitude. So practicing gratitude can significantly help you be more positive. Having an attitude of gratitude is one guaranteed way to blast cynicism out of your system. So practicing and gratitude will neutralize cynicism and will cultivate a positive attitude. So when you take the time to reflect on the good things in your life, you can help. You can't help but feel a little more peaceful, and this positive feeling will overflow and affect your thought and action. So try writing down 
three to five things that you are grateful for every night before you go to bed. So despite the fact that it's extremely simple, this trick can significantly help you be more positive. Number four is to breathe. So cynical people often hold their breath without even noticing this automatic defensive response. So practice breathing techniques such as yoga to oxygenate you and relax your thoughts. So simply going outside and taking several deep breaths will help relieve the tension that you may be holding in your body. So holding one's breath is a response to frustration. Whilst cynics may only hold their breath for a moment, these periods of time add up. So make sure to stop and breathe in order to re-establish your eternal rhythm and calm down. Number five is be mindful. So practicing mindfulness can help curb your cynical tendencies. So mindfulness draw on techniques that are aimed at being present while noticing and accepting your, inter your internal feeling and emotion. So when you are able to fully live in the moment and notice your mind wandering without passing any judgment and then are able to bring your mind back to into the present, you will reduce your cynical doubt. Number six, it's be playful even if it's just for five minutes every day. So allow yourself to play, be curious, have fun, and lose track of time for those five minutes. So this may involve enjoying a heart or listening to some of your favorite songs, or it could mean that participating in sport or spending time with some of your favorite people or your favorite animals. <laughs> the more positive activity you can participate in, the less cynical you will feel. Number seven is limit your news consumption. So limit your news consumption since most news focuses on the negative. So while we still want to keep up with the important things going on in the world, there are a few things that can that you can do to minimize the negativity that the news bring into your home. So first limit your checking of the main news network as this station often filled with news with the fire to keep people watching. So instead, keep yourself updated, maybe through se several different avenues like Twitter or your lo local papers. There are a lot of resources that can help, that can keep you informed without bringing hours of negativity into your life. Number eight, it's reveal your true self. So most cynical people became that way because someone's action caused them pain often when they were younger. So they are afraid of getting hurt again. So ask yourself what caused this fear of getting hurt. And it might be a tough thing to admit, but cynicism is often fueled by fear. So and what you, do you do when you are you're scared? You hide. So you have to break down this wall of fear and if you are a positive if you are positive that you want to change your way of thinking then you need to know the root of its cause so once you realize what is it you can address it on or maybe you will need a professional so just to know where it's coming from number nine evaluate the company you keep so the people you spend time with influence your outlook so examine the group of, uh, you follow on social media and the co-workers and other people you hang out with. So do they tend to be negative or positive? The company you keep, both in real life and online, has a great impact on your thought and action. 
So logic will tell you that if you surround yourself with pe uh, positive people, their positivity will rub off on you. But the opposite, opposite is also true. If you surround yourself with cynical people who always see the negative in things, you will forget to look for the silver lining when you face a challenge. So ask yourself who brings you up and who drags you down. So your social network is yours to create or diminish it. So you make certain that you surround yourself with positive support that you need to get the most out of your life. Number 10 is now to spend more time with your positive people. Because yes, we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. So choose to be surrounded by people who exude optimism and positivity while maintaining a realistic, realistic outlook. So similar to evaluating the company that you keep, think about the people in your life that you admire or look up in some way. So if you can maximize your time with them, it will make you feel like a better person yourself. And number 11, it's look at people's best qualities. So instead of focusing on other people's weaknesses, search for their strength or best quality and focus on those instead. So focusing on the positive trait of other people will speed up your return to idealism by leaving no room for negative thought or feeling. So it will help you generate a positive feedback loop mechanism that will make this habit become a second nature. So remember this thing, Kids laugh every day, people fall in love every day, and people reach great height of success every day. And stranger will help stranger. Injustice are mitigated and heart is created and positive things are constantly happening. So just remember that yes, you want to be a positive person and not a cynical person. Oh my God, don't you love it guys? Don't you love it? Okay, who needs, the ones I can see now on Zoom, who needs to work on their outlook on life? Anybody, anybody? Okay, you better raise your hands. Yeah, yeah, we all do. We all have something to get better at because if it wasn't that, I wouldn't be doing the podcast, right? So it begins with me. We all have something. Granted, many of us are less cynical than other people, but there's always something more. There's always something more. And how I know that? Because if I'm stagnating at a certain level of income yearly, okay, Remember, I need to develop myself if I want to grow that. So if you're stagnating, the only way you're going to grow that annual income is by developing yourself. So in closing today, I would like to say today, listen to the real world is simply waiting for you to get rich. I'm telling you, the world, it was intended for every human being to share their gifts. We're all born with a set of gifts. Every human being is intended to share those gifts and be rich, to be debt-free, mortgage-free, have so much money that you can even help other people in need and live your dream life. I can travel first class and help somebody in need. It was intended for this. The, the Only a person with doubt will keep themselves poor. Only doubt will keep yourself poor. Only doubt will make you stagnate at the financial worth you are right now. So when I want to grow my financial net worth yearly, it has nothing to do with needing more money. It has to do the, it has to do with how I am growing as a human being. If I'm not growing my annual net worth, my annual income, my, my net worth, that means, Maria, you are stagnating. You have not grown as an individual. Getting out of the rat race 
is technically easy, but you can't let that cripple you like it does for most people. If you are ready to ignore the cynics, and then I would like to invite you to our SFL, Seminar for Leaders. And because now we have planned it, I know that Mr. Francois Lambert, who started from poor beginnings, who is now a multi-multi-millionaire, will share with you and empower you how to be rich thanks to social media. I mean, we, we all want to use this networking social media aspect to grow our finances, grow our circle of influence, grow our circle of friends. We have, we have Melissa Lambert, who just was on the Dragon's Den Canada, who she had five offers. That's, and she began from zero in her basement and today uh, selling over $14 million. And she's going to share on how you can go from poor beginnings to rich. And then we have Kim Bedasharet, Dr. Kim Bedasharet, where I asked her this time to give, she's a psychiatrist, to give her her inspirational story. There are two sisters from a mom that was on social welfare and the choices you make today. One stayed cynic while Kim decided to grow. Not only is she a, a, a renowned doctor here in Quebec, you know, being part of even the judicial system because she's in criminal psychiatrist. They go see her for evaluation. But on top of that has multi, she is a multi-millionaire and yet they come from the same beginning. So you need to be here, my English friends, right? The SFL, whether you are in my line of business or not, you need this type of seminar to help you grow. These two-day seminars will be about explosive growth. We're going to be talking about the, the new conditioning system. And if you can't be there, Marie-Pierre, we want them to go get a conditioning program. Because it's nice that Melanie Miller says, you know, you got to level up, you got your gratitude, blah, blah, blah. but how do you do it intentionally? Well, you need a workbook that every day you take a couple of minutes in the morning and two and three minutes at night and you make it happen. Remember, if you don't handle fear, number one, fear, cynicism, two, tomorrow we'll cover laziness, bad habits, and arrogance, and you get rich, you'll just be a very miserable rich and still slave to money. I have a lot of Italians that immigrated here and made money. Okay, so they're rich but they're closed like cavemen in their house because they don't trust anybody. They don't even trust their kids, okay? So you don't want to get rich and be miserable. You want to be rich and be happy and sharing and giving. So winning requires being unafraid to lose at all levels, okay? So when you get a dad who doesn't even speak to his son because he's afraid that his son is only speaking to him because he wants his money. <sighs> Was it worth the ride? Was it worth the ride? Okay. So use your analysis. Yes. To find opportunities that critics are blind to. Yes. Mohammed is very analytical and he finds opportunities not to say it's a bad time, but rather, rather like Melanie Miller, you know, this is the best time to invest. And remember, other people are blind to opportunities because they, they seek security and safety. We're not seeking security and safety. Here's here. I, I, I've got a secret for you. Are you ready? We're all dying and we're all going to die. Okay. So what are you going to do with your security and safety in a hundred years from now? You're dead. So dare to jump because life is short 
And the great news is nobody's getting out of this alive. So you might as well make it happen, right? And I figured that on the other side, it's got to be awesome because nobody made it back. And somebody said, oh, you're so fun. No, human beings are so intelligent that if it wasn't more beautiful on the other side, I promise you, they would have figured a way to come back. So go, make it happen. We're all going to find ourselves on the best side once we're dead. So let's have fun here. Melanie Miller, you landed it. Thank you. Uh, Marie-Pierre, I just loved it. All right, guys, and we'll see you, you tonight or tomorrow night in English or tomorrow morning. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.